Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Guy Sakalakis, and I'm the host for this episode, which is being recorded on location at the 2023 Clio Cloud Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Did you know that this is the capital of country music here in Nashville? Some people also refer to it as Nash Vegas. But enough about Nash Vegas. Let's now turn our attention. Joining me now, I have Conrad Sam. Welcome to the show. Hey, it is so great to be here. We are sitting here in Nash, Vegas. We've just had some amazing food, and we're inspired by some changes that Clio announced. Really, really good stuff. Very exciting innovations coming out of Clio today. Uh, before we get to our topics, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where do you work? What do you do? We're pretending like we don't know each other, but listeners will know that Conrad and I are also co-hosts of Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on Legal Talk Network. So kind of hard to introduce ourselves to ourselves, but my favorite introduction is, of course, Zippy the Chicken, who is the award-winning top 10% lawyer as noted by Lawyers of Distinction. That is how I like to introduce myself from now on, because everyone needs a Zippy the Chicken. It's very compelling, but I will always remember you as the Gary V of legal marketing. Ah, the Gary V. I like sometimes I'm, when I'm introduced, people call, say, they have no idea they get that for the first time, and they're like, the Gary Five? <laughs> and then it just goes south from there. So you're here at Clio as a speaker as well today. And what is your topic that you'll be discussing with the good attendees? So I am really excited, and you know this already, Guy, because we've talked about it ad nauseum on Lunch Legal Marketing. Dark social. What is it? and the 12-step process to make it work. So at the risk of begging the most obvious question, what is dark social, Conrad? Well, interestingly, you asked the question, and I did the research to find the answer. In 2012, the term dark social was coined, and it was really talking about inbound opportunities, inbound prospects, inbound leads that happen that are not attributable to direct response advertising. And so what happens, and all of you guys live in this world where in many cases, you're touching prospective clients in many, many different ways and different times. You, you might have a podcast, you might do advertising, you might speak at an event, you might do all sorts of different things. And that eventually turns into a client. Now that's really difficult for like a, a traditional marketer, a digital marketer like you or me, to actually track where that person came from, from a marketing channel perspective. But it's all these things that you do that are untrackable and often even unknowable that that person has consumed that content that then turn into that new client. So didn't people used to call this word of mouth? It, well, it's interesting because word of mouth the way word of mouth has been accelerated and leveraged and amplified through the web is really what we're talking about here. What can I do to, you know, word of mouth at a onesie twosie level is fine, but what you really want to do is figure out how do I use digital? What are the different ways I can take word of mouth and scale that in a way that is not just me talking to my neighbor about, hey, you should probably think about this lawyer, but it's really turning that entire community into a, a group it doesn't just know who you are, but they actually like who you are. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense, but can you give us a more specific example? Boy, oh boy, could I give you an example, Guy. So I'm going to use our favorite example that we lean on over and over again, Levinson Stephanie. They are two lawyers in Chicago in the very, very competitive personal injury market in Chicago. 
And what they have done, because they are really into food in Chicago, they profile and, and really promote different local, individually owned restaurants in the Chicago market. And in doing so, what they have done is they've created a community of people who also really love food and know that they do as well. And that community, very, very large at this point in time, because they've been doing it for a long time, now really likes Ken, right? And because of that, when that community knows someone who has a legal issue, it's not just brand awareness. Oh, I know this law firm. It is affinity. I like Ken. He's a good guy. You should call him. The trick here, Guy, and this happens all the time, and this is one of the things that you have to accept, is most people don't even know that they're personal injury lawyers, right? They, they kind of munge everyone together. Oh, there's someone. So with Dark Social, one of the, the, the things that happens is you end up getting a lot of that referral business for work that you don't do, which if you are a dumb lawyer, you just say, sorry, we don't do that. But if you're a smart lawyer, you either figure out how to eventually start to service those needs. So the, the, the common example is criminal defense. There's a lot of criminal defense referral requests. I definitely have worked with firms that are doing dark social extremely well, who've actually had to add a criminal defense lawyer to their personal injury work because they were generating so many inquiries for that. Or you use that as leverage to build your own network and say, hey, I recommend that you call Sally. She's the best family lawyer that I know. It's just not something that we do. Both of those two things are great assets to build for your firm. Makes a lot of sense. So great example. When you're, say you're hearing this and you're like, you know what, this makes sense. How do you start to like go down the process of like implementing dark social strategies. Great. So you want to get into this. And, and my presentation is actually called How to Do It and Why You Probably Won't. Well, unfortunately, folks can't actually watch the presentation because they're not here. So you're going to have to explain it to them. Well, I'm going to give them <laughs> and the why they won't part. So one of the interesting things is this takes a lot of time and it can also take a lot of money and it takes a lot of time, both day to day as well as over time. So what I recommend, you know, we were, we were talking to Michael Mogul down at Crisp last week, and we were talking about podcasts. And, and I've heard this all the time here to, at, at Crisp. We started a podcast. We have our podcast. And, and we're, we're recording a podcast right now. What people don't realize is 84% of podcasts fail within the first six months. And the reason for that is it takes a lot of time over a lot of time. So you need to recognize that you need to put 12 months into this before you expect anything to happen. Okay, that is, and, and it needs to be a lot of volume of content. It's not like you can do a post once a, once a week, right? It's just, it's just simply not enough. It's going to take a large amount of your time. And that also means because you're gonna be really invested in this, you should probably do something that you care about. So if you're into promoting women, lean into that. If you're into saving the whales, lean into that. If you were into the local sports scene, lean into that. Like there's so many things that you, if you're into local businesses, it's a really easy one, lean into that. But you really need to do this in something that you are genuinely deeply involved in and that you genuinely care about because of two reasons. Number one, if you're not genuine about it, it'll come across eventually. And number two, this is a slog. It is a lot of work and it sucks to work on something that you really don't care about. Wait a minute, you're telling me that I should be doing a podcast that's not about like how hard I fight and how long I've been practicing and uh, how big my verdicts are? So when I think about how big your verdicts are, Guy, boy, oh boy, do I not want to know the answer if I'm Joe Consumer. Most of the time, the problem with legal is no one really wants to talk about it. And, and there are some exceptions, right? There are absolutely some exceptions, but we're talking about social, right? 
people really like to sweep this stuff under the rug. It's like your, your legal problems are like your sex problems and your religious problems and your political problems. Usually best kept to yourself, right? So what I would really recommend thinking about is what is the content that I care about that, that is going to build affinity for who I am that has nothing to do with tax accounting, right? If that's what you do from a legal perspective or nothing to do with car crashes, right? Most of the time, people don't really care about legal, right? And again, there are outliers. Like if you do trademark law, maybe you can start offering, you know, insightful content about updates in trademark law because your audience is a very specific thin slice of the, of the, of the world. But if you're really looking to build out a, a referral network within your local city, the best way to do that is find people in your city who have a common interest in what you're interested in and build that affinity for who you are. Got it. So my marketing people are always like, we're not doing it unless you can show me the ROI. Ah. So how do you respond to that? Like, what do you say to people that think like that? First of all, moving at Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, we're going to be issuing a dog collar that zaps you every time someone says ROI, including guests. But the reality is dark social is very difficult to track. It is difficult to track at the specific level. It's very difficult to say, oh, I hired you because of X, because frequently it's multiple touches and frequently people don't know. But what you will find, and this really happens, is you have this synergy of all of these different mediums. So one plus one plus one equals three. I saw you here, I saw you here, I saw this, I heard about you here, you were referenced in that. And over time, as those things happen, that's where the affinity comes from. And again, this is a 12-month process for anything to actually happen. So it's rarely one singular thing. It is often something that happens in aggregate. And so if you, if you are insistent and you have a uncreative CFO who wants to see specific ROI for this specific channel, it's not going to work because it, it doesn't work like that. And you have to embrace that and understand that. Otherwise, it's not worth your time. Okay. Last question here. So I'm getting started. Where would you direct people to, to go to like start getting the message out about these things that we're passionate about? Are there platforms? Is it medium or is it all of the things? Great question. So I think one of the things that you need to really understand is you don't have to play in all of the mediums. You don't have to run all of the channels. You don't have to be on TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You just don't have to be on those things. But you do need to think about where your audience is, right? If your audience isn't on TikTok, right? If you're a trademark lawyer, TikTok might not be the most apt channel for you. It, the channel has to work for you individually from a creative content perspective, but it, your audience also has to be there. The flip side of that is, you can take a piece of content and repurpose it. And you should, by the way. You can repurpose it for multiple channels, right? There's no reason we can't take what we're doing right here and turn it into still imagery. There's no reason we can't take what we're doing right here and turn it into a video, except for the fact that we're not actually recording this via video. But you can take that content, repurpose it, and push it out on multiple different platforms. And that is one of the key elements here you know, we talk about creating all of this content, but really you don't have to spend a ton of time creating, creating a unique individual piece of content. A lot of this is reformatting that content to work on multiple different platforms. Awesome. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode. I want to thank Conrad for joining us today. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up, how could they reach you? Well, I have this beautifully unique, perfect SEO name, Conrad Som. It's with two A's, S-A-A-M. And if you can't find me that way, I probably don't deserve to be talking to you. Fair enough. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, 
or your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Guy Sakalakis, and you've been listening to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.